Hey y'all, I'm Jimmy Carroll, and you probably know me from MTV's longest running show, The Challenge. Buckle up and get ready for this unfiltered podcast because I'm covering everything from my time on MTV to pop culture to what happens when you stop being polite and start getting real. Listen to Just Jim wherever you get your podcast. Rana here with an incredibly important announcement. Our third annual Lonely Hearts Live is coming to you February the 12th, Sunday. We absolutely can't wait to spend Valentine's with you. Already have a date? Tell them they're taking you out Saturday night because Sunday you'll be with us. Go to AskRanaLive.com. Tickets are available now, as are our tickets for our special packages, our meet and greets, and some incredible boxes we put together with Kana, of course, from Fiasco BK. We have a watch-along drink, so you buy the box, it comes to you, you drink what we are drinking in the cutest little cups you've ever seen. It's going to be a blast. And for the people that missed out on the Snow Leopard Kinto, or got the Snow Leopard Kinto and know how exquisite it is, we've done a special Valentine's edition with the most stunning, elevated, chic, hot pink leopard you can imagine. One more important piece of information. If you're a coffee person, we miss you, we love you, we see you. If you're an AI social club person, I mean, come on, who isn't at this point? And if you're a Patreon, our old school CHIPs, we're sending you, watch your little inboxes or your messaging, we're sending you a special deal for the first time ever. We're going to send a link. If you buy one of the boxes or you buy one of the Kintos, we're throwing in a ticket for you to bring a plus one to the event. That's right. You could either bring your fellow lonely hot or your sweetheart. That'll be Sunday, February 12th. Watch your inboxes for that information, excuse me, because it's a special link just for our special people. But everyone else, we absolutely can't wait to see you. And just a reminder, the boxes all include a ticket to the show. So go to askronalive.com, but you get it to bring a plus one, of course, if you're in the social club or you're a coffee person or you're a Patreon. Askronalive.com. We absolutely can't wait to spend our lonely hearts with you. Order by February the 1st to ensure delivery in time for the Kiki. We'll keep selling this stuff, but we can't make sure it'll get to you unless you order by February 1st. Kiss, kiss. Well, the bad news is, yeah. Since we conducted our interview with John Hutchman, who's our yeah. guest today? Oh my god, he was so fantastic. We're in the time machine. I'm just going to come out and say it. That's right. We're recording the intro after the interview, weeks this after. Is very well. I don't know about weeks. A week. A week. <laughs> Make it sound like this is unfresh or something like that. Like no. this is like we're serving them a cotton of old milk. Not at all. Fresh milk, baby. <laughs> this milk is still fresh. It's so fresh. But in the intervening time before we had what can only be characterized as the most delightful time with John Hodgman, which is coming up. It's so true. People are lucky. He's so he's so delightful. And in, in surprising ways, because I have to say, he always intimidates me a little at the beginning for no reason except my own insecurity. But Absolutely immediately, insane. it's and so fun. Disarming. I know. Disarming. 
Yeah. It's funny. It's true. It's almost like there's something about him that makes him seem inaccessible. And yes. then when you start spending time with him, you think, oh, this is the easiest person easiest. to get along with. Yeah. And he has such a unique perspective. I mean, I would like a five-hour dinner with John Hodgman is what I That like. would be fun. And if we went back to the same hotel room together, it would be nobody's business. Whoa. Or I'm not going to tell Mr. Cleveland you said that. Or if you went back to the same hotel room with yeah, him, it would, nobody's it would business be nobody's but mine. business. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> in any event, we had a wonderful, delightful, uh, and that's coming up in a minute. But yes. in the intervening time, mm. I have developed some kind of eye condition. I know. Which has led to me having to record looking like Chris Jenner. You do look Here like Chris Jenner. Well, you're I wearing like your son. Chris Jenner on her best day. Duh. I mean, that's a I'll given. say that. But no, you look like you look She's like a mama. Jenner. woman, Chris Jenner. There's no question. Of course. About it, but I do look a mama Jenner, and I'm giving mama Jenner energy today. Yes. Except you're yeah. like the East Coast mama Jenner. Yes. I'm coastal elite mama Jenner. Exactly. Yeah. No question. No you're like question. Martin Scorsese's mama Jenner or something. I'm the New Daniel York mama Jenner. You I'm are Daniel the New York. Day- <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis's mama Jenner. By the way, totally. I would have been a great mama Jenner. I would have known exactly for Daniel Day Lewis if people came to me with requests. I would absolutely know yes, no, yes, no, and he yeah. could say and with confidence he could allow me to answer all of those questions. I believe it. I fully believe it. I I could have been a wonderful wife to Daniel Day Lewis. It's true. Unfortunately, he married Rebecca Miller, the daughter of Arthur Miller, who is, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Fabulous. Quite an artist. Yes. And what a legacy. In any event, we have today, there's been so much talk in this carriage house about style guides, how much time people should spend on, you know, what what kind of airtime we give them with a letter. What kind of leeway we give them? The the people that choose the woman, I'll still I'm still chilled to the bone by the woman who wrote us a steaming hot letter uh, email from her car because she was mad at her brother in law. Oh yes, and that we had the audacity to read it. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff where right. people don't even take a breath and they just start, you know, they just go 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 go. Like I got to get this out now. I, I don't have time to read it through. Yeah, vomiting things onto us, vomiting. and then we exactly. vomit them on our audience by accident, sharding on us. Enter, <laughs> Enter Naomi Ekperigan. I gotta say, I sort of knew who she is, but this won me over a little bit. Like this made me think, oh, next time I see Naomi, I might wave. You know what You're I mean? Like I could say hi to her. I could say hi to her for this. Yeah. One. Yeah. Great to see you. Great to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Beautiful yeah. gowns. Beautiful. Absolutely. If someone ever, ever asked me about Naomi Kerr, <laughs> I'd say, uh, what do I think of her? Beautiful gowns. Beautiful yes. gowns. Beautiful yeah. gowns. <laughs> yeah. I want you to read this. Okay. Here we go. This is, again, a template from Naomi herself so that we can all be better letter writers this year. By the way, where'd she go? Barnard, Vassa, I can't remember, but she is a force to be reckoned. This oh, isn't totally. Just, well, she, she went to just, high school at Dalton. And she went to Dalton, of course. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But I mean, Naomi is, you know, she is in the upper echelons. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I just uh, don't know I her. flipped it for I you. I yeah. just don't know her that okay, well. Okay, take I mean, my word for it. I really have no it. idea. Take okay, my word I will. for it. I'm trying to place her. Okay. <laughs> Dear Rana and Brian. <laughs> Do whatever you want with the why. Have fun with it. She's talking about the why and Brian. Mm. 
And oh, this is the way she wants you to form the letter. Dear Ron and Brian, do whatever you want with the Y. Have fun with it. Then she says, and here is my compliment about how much I love you and whatever AR item I purchased and am now addicted to. This Next. is her, this is her style, guy. This is Naomi's. Exactly. Yeah, okay. First, you compliment the show or the item you've received. Next, here is my question and issue in a single sentence. Example, I'm writing because I don't know what to do about my roommate who I think has been stealing from me. Or I'm trying to plan a birthday trip for me and four friends for under $1,000 each, and there's one person in the group I, I hate. Which I could not be more on board for this. Uh, She's truly. suggesting a thesis statement. Completely. And Give us any the thesis. decent essay, there is a thesis statement, and then you support your argument with facts and information and a couple Completely. of citations if necessary. Frank Sinatra has a cold. Thank you. We get it. Follow that with a bit of background that might influence how Ron and Brian respond. Your age. 29, et cetera, where you live, small mid-Atlantic city, anyone, living situation, relationship to the perpetrator of the crime and why you can't quit them. Mm-hmm. Then one to two clear examples of the behavior issue at play. For instance, when we first met, he asked to borrow my debit card. Or- <laughs> <laughs> that is so, I don't She's think people so even understand what an absolute wizard she is. She really is. The fact or, that she put debit card in here is says so much about her as a talent, a comedian, a writer. Oh, yeah, she's and brilliant. And a brain. She really Incredible. is. I mean, from what I, little I know of her. And then yeah. she writes her another example. My father loves to make fun of, <laughs> fun of me in public, even at my graduation. <laughs> People, People laugh, <laughs> even though even I'm though clearly upset. <laughs> And then, what do you feel and what do you want to change? Example, this makes me so mad and I want him to stop but get choked up when it's time to speak up. Okay. Then, reiterate your question again, including whatever sneaky second question you really have. Ask if you're crazy or overreacting. Reiterate your love for Ron and Brian again and thank them profusely for taking the time. Now, as Rana says, if you're writing Mm -hmm. in, you're desperate. You're at the end of your rope. You've lost all human capital. So of course, <laughs> so true. Deal. There is no one else in your life that you can that you can turn to. So of course you're going to write a short story to submit to the New Yorker. But here's what happens at the end of the letter: you go back to the. This is all. This caps. is in all caps. Correct. You go back to the beginning and read it from the top. See yourself. Be honest. Cut the shit, as Rana says. Uh-huh. But this time, we mean the stuff that's repetitive, unclear, or an aside that doesn't pertain to the situation. Unless it's so juicy and fun, it will give them giggles or the chills. Mm-hmm. If it's just another oh, we example- love the chills. We, we do, do. Love the chills. If it's just another example of a perpetrator or incident, we don't need it. The one or two clear examples should suffice. Okay, I'm done. Go with God. And by God, I mean Rana. See the, did you see the shade she comes at me with? This is well, a two-way street, Rana. It's subtle. She's subtle about it, but it's I'm there. subtle about it. It's that you're very subtle about it. There's no yeah. question. I mean, because I don't there. even know her. I have to say, mm. I think actually, if people follow this format, they will not even need our answer anymore. Because if they actually follow this, this format and they take a breath and they write everything down in an organized fashion in the way that Naomi is suggesting, mm-hmm. and we're going to post this. We're going to post this on we the link tree so yes. people can refer back to it. Yes. I think that your problem will be half solved and you will be able to consider whether you even need to send the letter after that. It I'm not be. saying don't send it. I'd love for you to send it. Yeah, in we'd this like talking format. about it. 
But it might be half solved. I think it will be therapeutic and cathartic for people to follow this this format, as she has suggested. And I really, all jokes aside, I cannot stress enough how strongly I agree with this quote. You go back to the beginning, you read it from the top, you see yourself, (laughs) you be honest. And I will add to that, you notice when you are bored. This is the best advice I can give a person who's writing anything. If you're bored while you're reading it and you're the person who read it, it's boring and nobody needs it. Do you think any other podcast has two style guides? Do you think any other podcast needs it? No, I think you're right. I probably need a third style guide after this because people do not listen. It drives me insane. If people listen, I would have 2 million Instagram followers and 200,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. That said- I think they think I'm joking when I say that. I don't know if you're- if you actually have listened to the show for more yeah. than 17 minutes ever sure. in your life, yeah. I think you should be ashamed of yourself for not rating the show. I really believe that. I agree. It's the only thing. Why don't you want to you want to listen to the show, but you don't want to support it? Come on. We're asking you to support the show in a free fashion. I think it yeah. is unconscionable that people think this is passive entertainment that they don't have to participate in. I do. Yeah. And that's not even where I thought this conversation was going. But when I think about You've it, it makes, nothing it but makes shame the my, Good. It makes my blood boil. <laughs> makes my blood boil. I know what you mean. I but do I've know got what you my mama's glasses yourself. on, so I'm asking. You're into business, man. I'm actually I, just I telling. I'm all business yeah. today. You are all business. And I will say also some business. We can't wait to see people at the Kiki this week. It, you <laughs> yes. can absolutely sign up for fa- We're going to be salty as hell. thank you to hell. Naomi, of course. Thank, thank you, you to Naomi, Naomi. of course. Yeah. And you can also please, please, please sign up for the February box if you haven't done that yet. I just want to say it's a really cute bottle. This bottle that, we, that we're doing for February it's my kind of art. I just love what they've done with it. I love the branding. And you know I'm a sucker for a package. Yes, me too. So I'm very excited about it. But more importantly, unless they've sold out by the time people are listening to this. And the Stephanie boxes, will be there. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and somebody sent us that cake. It came from Really? A place Did you try called, it yet? No, it's in New York. You're going to have to try it. It comes from a place called like 23 Yard Birds or... Dirty Birds or something like that. Okay. Hold on, now I have to find it. I'll go it. get it. I'll let you know. I can't believe I have to find it again. They sent it to both of us, I think. But you do have to understand that I'll tear down a building after I eat it, right? Well, it's as tall as a skyscraper, this game. Yeah, so though I'm going to eat it, and then I will throw, I'll be in the Hudson River in 10 seconds flat. Uh, hold on. Where is it? Where is this goddamn cake? It was sent to us by, uh, here it is. That's the cake. Wow. <gasps> that is sexy as hell. It's a 24-layer cake. It comes from, oh, Maison Pickle. Could there any be anything more appropriate than you going to a place called Maison Honestly, Pickle? Honestly, I can't wait. I'm going to go. I can't even believe it. My only issue with it is that I'm worried it's not enough cake to yeah, I know. I do like more cake than ratio. icing. But, but it looks I think beautiful. if you take it one bite at a time, it could be as And it's want. clearly moist the way it's falling, you know? Yes, but you're going to have to divide it. You're going to have to take it sort of layer by layer yeah. in order to get the, the ratios that you're looking for. Yeah. But let me know how it is. Maison Pickle. I will. Go try Maison it Pickle. Me, okay? I'll never forget that. 
Anyway, go to Maison Pickle, try that cake. I will. Uh, but we've got to get into this guest. Oh, my God. The, the unbelievable Judge John Hodgman. But now I'm upset because I yelled at everyone, but we didn't read the gorgeous reviews that people sent to us. And it's not fair. You're right. Could you read Do you the want real me to? fast? Yeah. And then we'll I'm go happy back to, to John Hodgman. Yeah, of course. Okay, here okay. we go. This is what this is what good people do. Julia Badulia. Julia Badulia, best podcast of all time. I love these two so much. Five stars, five stars only. They make me laugh out loud during bath time, bedtime, and at work. Bath they time. Also is she can a toddler? I have bath time too, Rana. Do you call it bath time? No. Okay. They also can help me fall asleep when my mind is running. They're the best of both worlds. Oh, the coffee nice. is to die for. I ordered eight bags when they announced it was ending. Well, we're not plugging that, but thank you. Can't wait for it to come back. Jenja Bean says, North Star Pod, what could be better for a person in their early 30s than a podcast with, this is all caps, all the oh, answers. So sweet. I certainly don't have them. No, you Thank yeah. God Ron and Brian do. They are the North Star you've been looking for. Ginger Five stars Bean. only. Thank you, Jenja Bean. Thank you, Jenja Bean. LVK22. It never ceases to enjoy. I never cease to enjoy it when you name when you read people's screen names. I don't it's know so why. It's so funny. It's so funny to me. It's hilarious. LVK twenty two. Ron and Brian make the holidays. Hmm. As I sit here with my Kent Wang gloved hands wrapped around my leopard Kinto mug with a light orange lip marked by my irresistible kissed lips from sipping this luxurious drinking wow. chocolate. Wow. This is wonderful. I can't help but feel gratitude for all of the laughs and luxury that Rana and Brian have brought in my life. Ronica is my beacon of light when the sun sets at 4.30 p.m. A gift guide to end all gift guides. Thank you for everything that you do on the free feed and in the carriage house. Kiss, kiss. Oh. She's she's a Rana. That one. Oh, well, I mean, fat. And she can pull off an orange lip. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, without to the further honorable. ado, let's get on to the honorable Chef John Hodgman. That's right. Rana here. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. And that's because your hair and your hair goals are completely unique. I know everyone looks at me and they think, God, if I had a head of hair like that, what would I do? But we also all know that I'm a swimmer and I'm a lady of a certain age. So I have to put every effort into keeping my hair as gorgeous and soft and silky and luxurious as possible, not to mention the challenges I face from my saline pool. Thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say my hair has never felt better. Pros makes this fabulous custom routine. Now, I'll tell you something. I did this quiz I could not get over it. I thought they were going to ask me, how long is your hair? Do you dye it? Et cetera, et cetera. This quiz is so detailed. They go into all of the environmental pollutants that are affecting your hair, other things that you might be taking. I'm telling you, I was so impressed with these people. And then they sent me the absolutely most gorgeous products. I've been using them for weeks and I'm absolutely stunned. Pros analyzed all my answers, handpicked clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals. And as a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically uh, gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also, pardon me, the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral, if you'll excuse me. So here's what I want to tell everyone. Pros is the key 
to achieving all of your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash Rana. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Rana for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I'm telling you, you can't get over this quiz. You can't get over these products. I'm using the shampoo. I'm using the conditioner. I'm using the pre-shampoo mask, pardon me. Not to mention they sent me supplements. I'm over the moon about pros. I think you will be too. P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Rana. Rana. This is someone that when this guest was booked, don't stop our me. editor, no. our yeah. editor said, John Hodgman is a national treasure. Emma said I, it. Emma said it. If Emma said it. And if we didn't write back and concur, I know we concurred in our minds. Oh, we can't, people can't expect us to write back to every email I receive. I mean, that would be- an editor? Oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, we love Emma so She's much. only the best. What yeah. about the gorgeous um, main Stonewall provisions Kitchen? that she sent to us? Incredible. She's fabulous. Um, this guest she's is connected incredible. to Maine and Wait Massachusetts. Tell us, tell us about this guest, would you? I mean- if you don't listen to Judge John Hodgman, or if you don't read it in the New York Times Magazine, I feel so sorry. I was going to say I can't believe he we have Chef John John Hodgman. One of today. the funniest, <laughs> most charming, most hilarious people. You know what he is? He's pure personality. He is pure personality. He's just one of those people you think. How could I get a dinner with John Hodgman on the books? How can I get? Yeah, do I think he's? Do, were you going to say a fruit? That's absolutely no, none of your. No, business. I don't think he's a fruit. I know he's not a fruit. I think he has a family. <laughs> but do you think? Well, some fruits have families. Do you think? Ever heard of not a bunch of my, grapes? Not, not the OGs. Ever not heard the of real a bunch deals. of gro- a bunch of grapes? If you're authentically gay, you would never have a family. Not true. You would have all of your kids would be in college, and now you'd be enjoying the rest of your life sure. on a gay cruise with your new husband, and your poor wife would just be. Left in the dust. My real question is, <laughs> if I if was you're a real throwback, that's the kind well, of thing you do. I was wondering if he were. He, do you think he's afraid to fly? I was actually curious. I don't know. Well, I mean, we could bring him here. So that should he we do speak. it? He is right yeah, here. We're looking right at him. He's looking. Right I am at here. Him. <laughs> I've been here the whole John time. <laughs> John, are you afraid Shit. to fly? Not, not at all. Oh, that's good. I'm not uh, sure why that until came the up end first. of this month. I'm a diamond medallion member oh, on a certain national airline. On what? I've never heard of that. What are you national diamond airlines? medallion on? United or something? Oh God, American no. Delta. Yes, Delta. But why are they taking Delta's the medallion our finest status? Domestic I didn't airline. travel enough last year. Oh yeah, but they were you supposed to, keep, to extend you to your status. The they they extended. Trust me, they extended. Look, they gave Hodgman a lot of leeway in the diamond medallion world. <laughs> I got to keep my diamond medallion for a long time. It is you, fun to say diamond you, medallion. You're not going to drop to bronze or something, are you? What's below diamond? No, bronze is like you took two flights. Bronze there is no bronze. Baby. There is no you're bronze. Baby who took silver the flight. You're so, bronze. There is silver, but let's not talk about it because it's, no, it's a trash it's, medallion. It's too Absolutely. humiliating. <laughs> it's it is not the medallion anyone's after. No. Gold medallion, hum- you think you're getting somewhere. You're not. Because gold is gold, but you don't even know about platinum. Then you get platinum. 
And you're like, this has got to be the best. And they're like, nope, diamond. Wow. Is diamond, diamond. the highest? Probably, it has to be. No, do you know what? No, there's, there's something above it. There's an invitation only tier. Mm-hmm. Like the that Black American I have not Express been invited card. to. And I even, I even sold away all of my credibility as an artist. Oh, you asked Writing for a it? book about this stuff called mm-hmm. Medallion Status. The last <laughs> book to come out before the pandemic. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Well, now I'm Medallion status. I'm going to buy it. All you about, know, I don't know. It's all about and, and my, my, my unhealthy addiction to status. Oh, how you're talking, listen, you're talking to, 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 to the right crowd because yeah. Rana and I are a million obsessed with flights and fact, status and upgrades. Well, now I'm upgrades. upset because yeah. uh, I just booked about 3 million flights. Ooh using my miles on British Airways. And then right. now I want to go over it with you. We're not going to do it now, but I want to go over it with you and make sure I did it. Because I consider myself quite a miles maestro. She is. You know you who got, got me, me into, a lesson the, or two. into the miles game? Yeah. Comedian, very famous comedian, Todd Barry. Got you really? into the miles game? Yeah, you know, probably a decade and a half ago. Well, comedians flying. really should, is if they ever wanted yes. a side hustle, it should be in the airline business because no one at, knows how to take a flight like that. Is he Absolutely. working to a fashionable advantage or is he just working it to get free flights? Well, what would be fashionable advantage? Fashionable advantage Well, that you're flying business class to Europe. Are you getting Europe, into the you're, right you're, lounges? Oh, you're getting, Are yeah, you yeah. using yeah. it to get first? Or is yeah, it just, no, I'm with you. how can I, I make it work for me so I don't have to pay for a flight? Well, I, get, to I got to Todd Toledo that. for I think free. That he, I think that he likes to get upgrades on the flights. Yes. But you know, the advantage of status- That's a mystery to me. The true advantage of status is on the ground. Do you get into the lounge? Yes, right. of course. You know, and, yes. and once you're in the, the lounge that reassures you that a corporation likes you, it's the most important thing. Well, we're taking the major then we corporation have to about cares lounge. about makes. and a lounge, lounge or and a lounge that yeah. if if it were in a mall, you would never go in there and eat. No, ever. No, right. You know what I mean? I, it's literally just because it's. Oh the no, airport. it's a suspension of disbelief when you travel and they bring things to you and you Completely. believe you're being treated beautifully. And the truth is, if it was a school cafeteria, you wouldn't eat any of this food. It's absolutely disgusting. I did get a facial in the Air France uh, lounge recently. They give them for free. Very nice. The Air France yeah. lounge, the international lounges are very nice. I'm going to say Much that nicer. the domestic, like you know, I I I love my airline. Please give me back my diamond medallion status. Yes, please. I really, I wish they please would. Please invite I'm me to g- Delta 360, the invitation only level. But it I don't. Be, know. Could be because of you. Be a Delta's very serious about how people dress when they fly. They care. Well, yeah, Delta's you know, our number one domestic airline. I, I only wear a tuxedo when I fly. A velvet, a crushed blue velvet tuxedo. Wow, that's very nice with tails. And the the food in the Sky Lounge is okay. They have discontinued my favorite item. Which, is, which, which was, was now this they is had what a very, this podcast is. They, just because John is upset that his book came out at a time when absolutely no one could ever care to read it. I'm just using the pandemic as an excuse for why people <laughs> didn't read it. That's no, fine. It's, it, it was that great. was, it was the last timing. thing people wanted to read about was something they couldn't Something about travel, do. I suppose. As yeah. I wrote about in my book, they actually, uh, this is a very pre-pandemic story, right? Because you would, you would hope you would never see this again, but they had like a, a make your own pho bar. You know the Vietnamese I'm, soup. Uh, Star Alliance had this too. The lounge in um, in LAX, the international one. You could make your own pho. Make your own pho. Huh. And they had they had all of the pho, the the fixings, the pho ixings. How are they keeping the noodles fresh, John? I don't I don't remember. Don't the ask noodles. too many questions. <laughs> they had real cilantro. They had real red onion. Wow. And then they had you know, a, they had a, a vat of very brilliant. flavorful pho broth, but they called it sky broth. 
which I thought was fantastic. Incredible. Wow. But that's brilliant because how much could it cost them to put that together? This is why I don't understand yeah. why food couldn't be better. Put a taco bar everywhere. Put a taco bar everywhere. Who cares? It cost you 10 cents to do a taco bar. And everyone, everyone would, think, would be happy. Did you know I had a hot tortilla at the Sky Lounge? And people would talk about it. And the truth is it would cost them less than whatever absolute garbage Ugh. chicken tikka masala they're putting together or whatever the, you know. What, Though you uh, generally, the uh What did, what did you say you had? What are the two words flavorful. you said? Chicken tikka masala. You know what? You're no, from a Brooklyn. No, a, a what? You're, a hot tortilla? Hot tortilla. A hot tortilla. You're I, from- I'm from Massachusetts, but even I couldn't make sense. Brooklyn, Massachusetts. I don't want to hear any complaints about my accent and what you and what your ear can discern and what it. I love. I love your accent. You know, I, I grew up with a father from Fitchburg, Massachusetts. His whole family speaks in a central Massachusetts accent. My mom grew up in Philadelphia. They all have a Philadelphia accent. Oh, that accent. And I got nothing. I got this. I got this Mid Atlantic received pronunciation. I can't even say any of those. Now, why is that? Where'd you go to high school? Nobles or something? BBN? No, I went to Brookline High School. Oh, you went to Brooklyn? The public I, school. Are you and Conan the same age? I was going to- No, he's a little bit older than I. I was going to Conan's from Brookline. Yes, yeah. he went to Brookline High School. Yeah. You know, John, you said something in Vacation Land that I, to this day, have never forgotten. What did I two, say? Two things. Well, first of all, that you casually <laughs> mentioned that you had toured, that you had been to the Grey Gardens Mansion. That was the first thing. Yeah, I slept but, in their room. Yes. <gasps> And he casually mentions it in the minutes? book, like barely mentions it in the book. How long and I like threw the book by? across the room. I couldn't believe it. It's been very beautifully renovated a long time ago. Uh, ben Brantley's wife, Sally Quinn, bought it from the oh, leading. Oh, okay. And oh, then they I renovated see. So it. Ben, ben Brantley owns the Grey Gardens Mansion? He, yes. I don't think he's alive anymore. So Someone when else Br- it. But Ben when Brantley you- had a wife? Not Ben Brantley. Um, <laughs> ben Bradley. Like- the oh, editor of the Washington Post. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. From the Watergate, not Ben Brantley. Okay, no. right. let's go back a little, because then we were back to what I <laughs> said, which was Ben Brantley <laughs> was an old-fashioned fruit who had a wife. There you go. That's right. I could, you're right. That would have supported your guy. But the other thing that John said at Vacation Lane that blew my mind, and I've never forgotten, you're a single, not single child, only child. Only child. the phrase. Yeah. And I remember you said something like, being an only child with your parents was like, Growing up with two weird roommates, two and weird so, older roommates. <laughs> it yeah. was it truly every time I, <laughs> yeah. I like have a, friends who are only children, or if I meet someone who is, I always ask them, "Is that what it felt like?" The three of us and, would just sit down together with our dinners in our laps and be like, "What's on Masterpiece Theater tonight?" It was. What? It's truly. I, I like dined out on that story. That's it not does explain mine. quite a bit about your personality and how, I'm a, how it's I'm constructed. A de- I'm a definitely a singular weirdo. You're a miniature adult. <laughs> I'm a mar- I was always a mini a miniature adult. My goal was to leapfrog mm. from childhood mm. to uh, gentleman bachelorhood. I get and it. And skipping sexual adolescence altogether. <laughs> so Can by I the you- time I was 13, I w- I had a smoking jacket. And how does a person skip it. sexual adolescence? You go straight to a straight to a uh, brothel. Just anytime anyone your expresses father... any interest in you, you stare straight ahead and say nothing. I right. thought you were going to say your father drops you off at a brothel, <laughs> and then it's all taken care of by the next day. You know, I used to well, think that Marvel sounded like child child abuse. Now I think it sounds like someone doing you a favor. What's the favor? <laughs> Taking you to a professional and saying you a, this person is going to tell you how it's done. And then you don't ever have to question yourself from that day forward about where does this go and what's that? No, it's my parents just left the joy says, of sex out strategically. This goes the, here, the, yeah, that goes there. 
You might well, consider I don't think doing Yankees a little bit of this. Have take joy it from sex, there. do they? I, it feels to me like not a thing. They do, Yankees just do. not with their partners. Right. That's right. Yeah. With yeah. their, sometimes it's with your tennis partner's partner. Sometimes sure. it's with an old aunt, or sometimes it's with an old friend. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Never with the person you marry. Right. I'll tell you, when I found the yeah. joy of sex as a child in our house, when I saw those <laughs> illustrations, I was like, oof, I'm going to have to grow out my armpit hair in order to be sexy. <laughs> Oh, God. Here's I, what I want to know. I yeah. can't, John, this isn't yes. what the show is, but I have to ask this question, and then we're moving on. Yes, dear. I want to know what was the most luxurious travel experience you've ever had. Good that, question. That on, in your brain, on record, I know what mine is, and I want to know what yours was, and then we'll know what Brian's was, too. Well, Talking about gonna, air travel. I was going to say, as much as, I, and I, again, I feel like the, the greatest perks are on the ground. Hmm. You know, because once you're once you're in the air, and tell us what we're missing, and by us, yeah. I mean the audience. No, but I mean, you course, know, like you know, as much as I like the Delta lounges and the sky broths. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did fly back on upper class on Virgin Atlantic. Sure, sure. And their lounge out of Heathrow was oh, it's something oh, to say. Unbelievable, that really is the greatest yeah. of the great, the James it's Bond fabulous. lounge. Where you come yeah, in the separate like, entrance. Yeah, yeah, and it had and like three conversation end, yeah. pits, yeah. and like about. I mean, a, an acre of charcuterie. Yes. And the thing and that really got me. And a deli and a charcuterie yeah. and a bar and then the spa. And they used to have the pool, but they got rid of the pool now. A like pool. a swimming pool or a pool or a billiards table? A swimming pool. No. Oh, yeah, of course. You go take a little dip. I, in that lounge, they had a wicker chair hanging from the ceiling. You know oh, what yes, I mean? Yes, of course. Yeah. Like a and six, that brought yes. me all the way back. Yeah. What is Coolidge Austin Corner, Powers 1987, yeah. Pier 1 Imports, seeing that hanging wicker chair, thinking that is the epitome of sophistication. Greg Absolutely. Brady, Greg Brady, Greg Brady. Yeah, and they had one in that lounge, and I was sitting in that chair going, why should I ever leave this place? Yeah, why this, I though, leave? I don't think is wicker. I think it's actually loose sight, but it is a it is a hanging chair. From it's still if that guy chair. from the terminal had been able to get stuck in the Virgin Atlantic Lounge at Heathrow, that's the place. no that's complaints. Place. You know, he died no at the airport. I know, I saw that. They yeah. have to be monitoring people. He left who the show airport, and then he went back to the airport. They put him in an, in a home because he was elderly and having trouble. Right. And he checked himself out of the home after six years and went back to the airport and then died at I, the airport. I forget which airport it was. Uh, Charles de Gaulle, I think. Oh, it was. He was in Paris. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was Tweed, New Haven, in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be so lucky. This Bangor is probably International. It's probably a Dunkin' Bangor Donuts. Bangor. Ten feet from the airport in four directions. In New yeah, Haven. exactly. So you're followed by them. Brian, what was your most luxurious sky experience? Well, I know it's not going to compare to yours, Rana. I, I've no, never had a like does. a real. I mean, like I like to find. Business class abroad on points. That's like a big win. So, of course, mm -hmm. but what was your favorite airline? What was your favorite toe to toe experience? To -toe. Maybe, maybe Austrian was my mm. favorite, which is oh, it's a lovely airline from Vienna to Los Angeles. That was mm -hmm. really nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've all been good. Didn't you just fly Air, fly Air France? I did, and it was really nice. How was it? Were you in and I managed to con them into thinking I was French. How? By not opening your mouth? No, I actually was able to. The, somehow the words that I knew all made sense with just simple greetings and yeses and nos and like, how are you and all that. And they thought I was French. It was great. How, how did you know they thought you were French? Because they, they asked. They said a few too many words to you. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, they started actually speaking to you in French. Yeah. And they were talking French to me and English to the person behind me. And I was like, this is. Wow. Did you understand what they were saying in French? Thank you. 
did they understand what I was saying? Did you understand what they were saying? Or did you just not? I did. Because you were enjoying it. No, I did understand what they were saying. I would say I understood like 85% of what they were saying. The problem isn't the words. The problem is the speed. That's always the, you know what I give mean? Us a little, give us a little, a little of your fake pop. airplane French. Yeah. Come on, give us oh, a little test piece of pas. No, 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 no. I don't oh, have no, the appropriate. I don't have the appropriate tools. Bonjour. Hello, bienvenue à the aeroplane. Bienvenue Air France. Qu'est-ce que tu veux, monsieur? Yeah. That, there, I was setting you up. Now you're supposed to respond. Now you have to do a little we a as they say in French improv comedy. Très bien, merci. Comment allez-vous? Oh, Très bien, merci. Et vous? Très bien. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Listen to us. All right. Où sont les toilettes? And yes. you flew Air France business class or premier class? No, see, I did not. It's the, called the, La the, the, Their business class is, de, is a delight. It was a delight, but La Premier, it was like a two, it was like, I don't like paying for these flights. It's all points. No. But La Premier, right. they, you can't pay with points. It's like a $2,500 no. upgrade. So, right. like, so I wasn't going to do that. You didn't right. do it. I yeah, I flew mm-hmm. La Premier mm-hmm. on Swiss. Little Ooh. known fact, the planes are configured the same way. So the Air France La Premier, which is a relatively new product in the last five years or so. They reconfigured all the planes. I guess it's more than five years because of the I love pandemic. the way you use Who the term knows? product. It is a product. Joe. I know, I understand. Yeah. I flew La Premier. It was... Absolutely. I bet it was even better than the Air France La Premier because their particular, the way that it was appointed was more Swiss than French. In other words, I had a gorgeous tartan cashmere blanket to tuck me in. It was cozy while being elegant at the same time. Sure. It was absolutely stunning. The pod was incredible. There was almost no one on the plane. We flew to Which Zurich. pod were you listening to? Attitudes, at the, oh, formerly, <laughs> formerly known as, uh, as throwing, shade. throwing shade. Yeah, thank you. I do I appreciate that to. endorsement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was listening to Chef John Hodgman on okay. that flight. All right. Wait a minute, Chef John Hodgman. We're going to get to it in a minute. Has some live dates coming up, and we're going to oh, yes. talk about that. And then we're going to do what the show is because I actually am on a time crunch today. I know, Ronna, but I'm having fun. I know we're having too much fun. In any event, we we landed in Zurich. And they were waiting for us when we got off the plane, was waiting for us a brand new Mercedes sedan mm. to take us down off the stairs, round the back of the airport, excuse me, from behind, mm-hmm. down the roads of the, the back roads of the airport, took us to the lap, the Swiss first lounge on the other side of the airport. Yeah. And that was incredible. And then I chose to walk amongst the people, the hoi polloi. When they uh, when they force you out among the people, they when didn't you go tell me the I final had door, to. But I well, decided to do that because sure. I wanted to see the airport, and the Zurich airport is stunning. I believe absolutely a lot of money, gorgeous. a lot of money, absolutely gorgeous, like a beautiful, beautiful train station. So, you know, glass ceilings, the whole thing. But that was the most luxurious experience I've ever had, and I have to say, the food was top notch, and the staff was incredible. I flew, I flew Alitalia business class from Rome to New York. Okay. And, okay, how was it? And like Air France, their, bu- their business class is what we would, in a, a domestic flight, would consider the firstest of first class. Of course. Sure, which like is their barely first class saying is anything. Unimaginable. American domestic first Every, class. You know, this is like Absolutely. hand-tailored leathered seats in their right. business class. Really nice. And the food was spectacular, and, and, you know, the service was appropriately inattentive for an Italian airline. Sure. But when they did eventually come around to me, yeah. he said, well, what would you like to drink? And I said, well, could I have like a, 
a, a, a bourbon on the rocks or any kind of whiskey on the rocks. And he said, oh, we only have wine. And I, and I said, really? And he said, yes, only wine. And that's, I walked off the airplane. Huh. I stepped off into the air and, and fell. Landed in, and landed in Greenland. And, and Yeah, in Greenland. And then I hitched home. <laughs> I'd rather that. Isn't it funny that you get to just fly over Greenland you all the time? just fly over Greenland like over it's nothing. Fly over Greenland all the time. Yeah. You've got to remember to look out. If you're ever going to fly over Greenland, make sure you get a window. Because that'll yes. be the closest you get to a glacier. And also the feeling of, boy, if we crash on that glacier. That's no good. Forget about it. That's <laughs> they're, no good. They're really not going to know where to fly. I, I bet they'd have die. some whiskey, though, unlike that Italian though airplane. Though, in, though actually a crash landing on a glacier might be easier on the plane you might the plane might survive it the question is how long till the rescue crew gets to you did you ever fly out of west virginia charleston west virginia certainly not never mm. what's that well they've got like? a tudor's biscuits there that's pretty good but also Ooh, speaking of speaking yum. of Janie, ha, speaking of Janie haddad she has family the very famous she's family Janie in the haddad. charleston west virginia area mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I i was there doing a little comedy show and uh i'm you have to the the airport is on top of a mountain that so they cut oh. the top they cut the top off of a mountain and put an airport on top of it. So the huh. runway is fairly short because you are just flying off into the air. A mountain. Well, you know You're what? Good. Out. Mountains to me are absolutely useless, and more function on them could could only improve them. <laughs> Make sure you tell that to the Swiss. John Hodgman, tell us about your live dates. And then we're getting into it because we have an actual person who actually knows how to give advice here. We usually just let some kind of cuckoo in and then whatever they say, they say, and Brian and I clean up the mess. That's usually how it goes. I'm I'm some kind of cuckold for sure. But the point is, I have a podcast. You're a professional cuckold. Have I got that right? That's right. (laughs) I'm a a singular weirdo and married man, a professional. No, I'm not a cuckold. But I uh, I am the Not co-host you know and of. co-creator with my friend Jesse Thorne of the Judge John Hodgman podcast where people call in yeah. with disputes. Uh, like, for example, we recently had a, a two guys who were in a band and one of them, wanted, they were a cover band, and one of them wanted to cover some ska songs and no. the other one didn't. Wow. The answer is no. And the answer for was sure no, no, you can't cover the song. You don't even stuff. have to hear that case. You can rub a stamp that right when it yeah, comes to Well, we, we had to hear the case in order to make a bunch of ska puns. But the point is, <laughs> once a week on Maximum Fun, Judge John Hodgman podcast. And we, uh, we have some live shows. Our first live shows and our first tour in years, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Starting this very weekend in Port Townsend, Washington. The mayor invited us to Port Townsend, Washington. It's outside of Seattle wow. on Saturday wow. 28th. That one sold out. That's going to be declared John Hodgman Day in Port Townsend. <gasps> That's so exciting. But what never an fear. What of power by this mayor. And by my podcast. Yeah. But never fear. If you're in Seattle, we'll be playing in Seattle on the 29th, then in Portland, Oregon on the 31st, then okay. in Denver, Colorado on February 2nd, then the San Francisco Sketch Fest on February 4th, Fabulous. and then at Los Angeles. At the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, the, Mas- the Masonic Lodge oh, there. Oh, yes, that's a great on space. On February 7th. So, so do people just go to like johnhodgman.com or what's the best place to? You can go to the events page at maximumfun.org or just okay. navigate your browser to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash J-J Ho West. It's our West Coast oh, tour. Great. So it's J-J-H-O West, all one word, all capital letters. I suggest and- everyone go if, you, if you're not listening to that oh. show. You're Only in, if you want to have a good mind. time. Exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to we're going to adjudicate some live cases on stage. We're going to have some very funny special guests. 
And Portland Corin Tucker's going to be up on stage with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, so God, please, is she uh, great? She's, yeah. the, she's the wonderfulest. We've so, had her yeah, up please. before there, too. She's phenomenal. I'm going to guess. Bit.ly slash J.J. Hobest. But Recently, Corin Tucker was on that Rolling Stone list of the 200 greatest vocalists ever. Appropriately so. So good for her. They can get there off your Instagram bio as well. The yeah, go to, my, go to Instagram at, at John Hodgman on Instagram. Um, and link in bio, of course. Just, go, just check out the link tree. I mean, there's too many letters. I mean, just just, to go look, just the link judge in his John bio. Hodgman West yeah. Coast tour. Put it in a search engine and have fun. And then show, well, and life. then find out they're all sold out, and then have a little no, way. A little onway. A little onway. Uh John. We oui. much like you. On we as the French would say. Oui. Uh oui. much like you. Yeah. We, we're oui. not actual experts unless you consider life experience and, and knowing what's right and what's wrong and, and I being an expert we right. do right. do we have degrees now of course not we don't i have a degree now. ronna i have a bachelor's degree oh Me yes too. yeah sure okay but your bachelor's degrees in, in literary advice theory. Or, yeah it has oh, nothing, nothing to do theory, with huh? yeah, nothing to do with yeah. real life people write in john they're desperate they yeah. have real questions and somewhat real problems. Often they think it's a problem, and it really isn't. But it's bothering them, so they wrote a letter. Everybody's suffering. That's a fact. We answer them. We say everyone's suffering. Mm. Mm. To some degree, I suppose that's accurate. Uh, they write in with a question. We give them an answer. It's that simple. You and okay. then at the end, we're going to discuss what we think about these people. Yeah, you know, we could discuss along the way what we think about all these people. But these people now, when they write in, they get an answer. So, in order to start today, we have sort of an unorthodox way that we're going to start today. Yes, our first letter is a, from a repeat customer about a similar issue. Now, Brian, okay. do you want to give John a little background? On, I will, but I feel like Brooke. you'll remember the details better than I will. But someone okay. wrote in. I can tell. I, I can give you the background really quickly. Please. Somebody wrote in. And very simply said that they hated a child. Okay? Mm. It's like their best friend's daughter or something, right? Mm -hmm. Their best okay. friend made... I love that I'm already traumatizing this woman, by the way, that I'm going to characterize a letter. But that's okay. That's part of the fun. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. She wrote in, her best friend has a daughter. Her best friend deemed her to be the godparent. We did cover the fact that that is a strange arrangement when you get down to thinking about it. Because... Mm -hmm. A, when you ordain someone a godparent, what you're basically saying is, I now ordain thee both to be close. Right. And what it does is negates all free will and personality on the part of the two parties, child and adult. Right. Maybe I don't it's care very for my godmother. Yeah. Right. In any event, this woman, the woman who had the baby, the mother of the daughter, whose name was Brooke, mm -hmm. was divorced and on her second marriage. Brooke is 11, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the mother was bringing Brooke around with her everywhere she went. And there was some discussion about possibly, possibly not, that they had become overly close and that the mother had become, that Brooke was a bit of a crutch perhaps for the mother or the mother had guilt gotcha. around the divorce or who knows. But right. whatever the case is, Brooke is a very precocious 11-year-old. Mm -hmm. And she's the kind of kid that, what was the thing that she said, Brian? I think our letter writer literally said she hates Brooke. Yes. The 11-year-old. Mm -hmm. But Brooke, Brooke is said something about, you know, your hair looks terrible. You know, something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes. But at the end, she never thought this was going to happen. But by the end of the letter, we realized that Brooke really had what it took. You know, Brooke was funny and she was mean. Alpha. And mm -hmm. she was out there. She was fun. Brooke yep. had what it took. 
But our friend who wrote in really felt quite insecure about the fact that she felt threatened and yep, she should uh, and pushed aside. Cornered. She should feel insecure. <laughs> and we told her our advice to her was essentially: look, she's still a child, no matter what. We don't know about this divorce and how she's processing all of that. But spend less time, and also tell the friend. I need some time one-on-one with you and fi- find some uh, elegant ways to engineer that. Habit. I guess that is ultimately what the letter writer wanted was sort of like, I want to hang out with my friend without Brooke. How do I tell her that? Mm-hmm. So now we've got a follow-up, but Brooke so has become follow-up. a bit of a character with the audience. Everybody, there's been a lot of callbacks to Brooke. She's yeah. in the whack pack for sure. Um, what's, the na- what's the name of the letter writer? I believe her name. Well, we're going to find out because she wrote him. Now with the point is, name. here's 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 just what I got to say it's about not this. Brock. She calls herself Kid Hater in Kansas. Kid Hater in Kansas. Yes, should feel insecure because Brooke is the future, you're the past. I know. Well, you should feel you should, and I will also say you should not feel bad about your disliking this child. I I was a precocious child. I have what it took. <laughs> I spoke to adults as though they were my peers, and I hate myself in retrospect. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible. You know, it's funny. It's a quality that you don't. If you possess it, it's a quality you don't admire in other children. When you meet, if you were a precocious child and you meet a precocious child, you think, I don't have any time for that child. Yes, exactly yeah. right. But there are people who know precocious children and think that they're, what, I mean, what can you do? You are who you are. You come in yeah, fully loaded. To like, hey, one of, the, one of the things on the Judge John Hodgman podcast we always say is you like what you like. Yeah. If you like a precocious child sticking their nose into your business, good for you. I've got one well, for me, you. No, it's thank bro. you. I don't need it. I don't need yeah. it. Yeah. I'm still I'm still trying to be a precocious child out here. I don't need the well, you, and, then, and honestly, if you want the brutal truth, if you really want an honest answer, find a precocious child. True. So this woman, it hit a lot of buttons for her because obviously she's lovely, but a little bit insecure. And this kid was smelling the blood in the water Ooh. and going yeah. right after her. Yes. And it was kind of fun. Though I don't know if I would have enjoyed a crooked person. So anyway, we have a follow-up. Brian, dear, would you like to read it? I would absolutely love to. Dear Rana, Brian, and guest, if applicable, it certainly is. is. It's me. I am writing it as a follow-up to episode 145. I'm the letter writer who was raked across the coals for admitting I hated my 11-year-old goddaughter, Brooke. I'll admit it. I was tempted to unsubscribe and stop listening after I received such an intense dressing down from Rana, Brian, and June Diane Raphael, who was our guest. I was so humiliated and traumatized by my own foolishness being reflected back at me that I couldn't even listen to another podcast for nearly a month. Oh, no. Well, you ruined podcasts all well, the whole industry for her. Case, everything. In, case in point, how fragile our friend is. That right. said, a talking to from my husband truly put your words into perspective and made me realize how petulant I was being for beefing with a child. In the end, I realized that the fact that Brooke bugged me was my problem and not hers. I will admit, Brooke isn't the easiest kid to be around, but having my letter read aloud was the perspective shift I needed to become the bigger person. You may ask, why are you writing in again yeah. if you took out our, our advice and it works? Well, it just so happens that your advice worked, but it also happens to have landed me in a pickle I Uh-oh. don't know how to get out of. Huh. Uh-oh. It's I our fault. Ver- I can't wait. I could very much use your sage advice. Buzz Excuse me. Rana hates being called sage. I do not appreciate being called page, sage by people. Though, we're going to find out that somebody wrote in on Patreon to tell yes, me that they did. in French, sage is some kind of compliment. The true definition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I think you owe me, karmically. Excuse me. This is wild. Well, I don't think we should read another word, but because the audience loves Brooke, I'll let it go. 
This time I'll give myself a pseudonym since it seemed to trip you up when reading my last email. I didn't name myself originally because I thought it would add confusion as my name is also Brooke. <gasps> That's mm. outrageous. Jessica named her daughter after me. I didn't ask her to do this. This is, oh wow. This God. is, I, I mean, this is like the devil's in the details here. This is huge. Oh my gosh. Okay. For the purposes of this letter, you may refer to me as Betty. Jessica hosted New Year's Eve at her house. Oh, so we can't say that her name is Brooke. I think we can. Why can't we? She just thinks it's going to be confusing. Oh, I see. Okay. Jessica, yeah. well, oh, we'll you're tell right. Mimi to no, follow right. up and you're make right. sure. That is what it Mimi, means. if it's not okay, then we'll beep it out. But okay. Jessica hosted New Year's Eve at her house this year. Our entire friend group and their families were invited. This meant Brooke and our other girlfriend's kids would be in attendance. I don't have children. When some of the other ladies realized Brooke would be there, they made snarky jokes in the group chat, which excludes Jessica. I ignored their comments. Wow. Okay. On New Year's Eve, this conversation about this child. Who are these friends? Seriously. The adults were assembled in the dining room having drinks and talking. While the kids, four boys and two other girls, between 10 and 16, were in the basement playing. As per usual, Brooke was attached to Jessica's hip, sipping her cranberry juice. I am I'm ready to watch this aspirational ensemble comedy. Well, wow. wait till you hit group. wait till you hear this detail because real, this is real kid ha- real kid haters of Kansas City or whatever it's called. No, but Absolutely. listen to this. This is a wonderful detail. As per okay. usual, Brooke was attached to Jessica's hip, sipping her cranberry juice out of a glass of out of a wine glass. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> that is terrifying. But she they told her to go down to the basement and she wouldn't. Nope. She's yep. just swirling I that cranberry that, juice. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't blame her. I would have done the same thing, but oh, yeah. I. But if I was the host, I would have told her to get out of here. Young Brooke was the only one holding the conversation together. Let's, all, so let's be true. honest. Yeah. She's one of her, pure charisma. One of our girlfriends suggested that Brooke would have more fun if she went down we to the basement <laughs> with the other kids. Both Jessica and Brooke quickly shut that suggestion down. <laughs> However, it made things at the table awkward, and Jessica's husband and Brooke's dad, slash Brooke's dad, eventually put his foot down and suggested Brooke join the other kids. Wait, how is he Brooke's dad? Because she told us that she was that Jessica was divorced. That's what I thought, too. Maybe he was also invited. Maybe the Jessica's ex is husband, there. slash Brooke's dad. Yeah. She better clear that up. Yeah. After she put that, after we well, maybe spent she invited all the ex Betty. is what I mean. Yeah, maybe but the ex. But it says Jessica's husband slash Stuff really swings in Kansas, let me tell you. You never know what's going on there. Well, Brooke, number one, better clear that up for us because we spent quite a bit of time talking about how Brooke was the child of divorce. I piped up and seconded her father, thinking this was a good opportunity to establish boundaries with Brooke. I figured Brooke didn't. Oh, in front of all these people. You did not take our advice, and we do not owe you for this. You you put your own foot in your own mouth, but keep going. I think you put your foot down in your own mouth. That's right. (laughs) You put a target on your own back, is what you did. We think Brooke's going to forget that. Yeah. I figured Brooke didn't want to join the other kids because she was shy and anxious. But that's life, making friends is, but that's life, making friends is hard. I prefer to read She was way. having fun talking about who everybody's sleeping with. That's why she didn't want to go downstairs. She's going to smash Brooke, that wine glass and stab you in the back with the stem absolutely. of her sniffer. You better believe it. <laughs> I told Brooke she'd have a bunch of fun downstairs, but she ignored me and stomped out of the dining room. Mm. 15 minutes later, we heard oh, screaming no. coming <laughs> oh, no. downstairs. <laughs> It was hard to get all the details out of the kids. 
But apparently while doing some TikTok challenge, Brooke slapped one of the older boys, Jack, across the face after he said something, quote, oh. mean to her in an attempt to provoke her. Oh. Jack claims he was making a harmless joke for social media, these kids, and Brooke yeah, attacked him sick. unprovoked. According to Brooke, Jack was making fun of her dad, which is what caused her to react. She doesn't deny hitting Jack. All hell broke loose between the parents of the kids involved in the altercation. Uh. In the heat of the moment, I sided with Jessica and Brooke because I felt bad for Brooke. In particular, Jack's comment had to do with Brooke being her dad's secret daughter. What? This is so confusing. Whoa. What? For context, Brooke is not the child of divorce, but her home situation is complex and challenging. I honestly feel like I'm going to cry right now. I know. This is uh, horrible. I need Jessica, a. I need like a flow chart. I need a family tree. So, this is, yeah, this is okay. for the CIA. Well, and this is one of my least favorite things. When people give us 90% of the details, and then for some reason they decide to show some discretion, and I'm left not knowing what's going on. By, by the way, my <laughs> name is the same as this child, and also she's the secret daughter of a... But I can't yeah, get, that, in, I I can't get like, into why? the details. It's complex and challenging. Well, right. I'm glad you can sleep tonight, Brooke number one. Jessica met Brooke's father when she was in Canada for work. He's much older than us. And oh, well, was the details, I apologize. And was married with two kids when they met. <laughs> Soon after a whirlwind romance, they came back to the States and had Brooke a couple years later. They married officially once both of them were able to get divorced from their respective spouses. Because of how things went down, Brooke's dad purposefully hasn't seen his original family in over 11 years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Jessica admitted to me in confidence that during a heated argument between her and Brooke's dad, Brooke overheard Jessica referring to his Canadian wife and kids as his, quote, real family. Aww. My friend group is completely fractured as a result of this incident. Jack's dad was originally trying to convince the group that pressing charges was the appropriate route. What? Against what? Brooke? Yeah. What? What? Thankfully, we will we were able to talk them out of that. I would absolutely move Pressing out of this town. Pressing charges that's my only against advice. an 11-year-old yeah. for that's slapping it. some schmuck bait 16-year-old who, who told us she was a bastard? That said, only myself <laughs> and one other friend out of seven sided they with They should have settled it with a duel is how they should have settled it. Our other friends don't understand our point of view and are being cold to us as a result. I'm afraid that this might permanently impact my friendships with the other women. That's probably a good thing, by the way. <laughs> Ronna, yeah. Honestly. Ronna, Brian, and guest, how do I rectify this messy situation? Respectfully, kid hater in Kansas. Cheese Louise. Wow. Huh. All right, Judge John. First of all, give us your legal perspective and then tell us what this you This one is for the greatest hits collection, Rana. This, the, this series Zero of question. And I'm so happy that I got so mad and then she explained the whole situation right afterwards. Because <laughs> me getting mad probably gave her a, another trauma bomb and then she and then she now used to recover from me. And she's probably sorry. at home going, no, but wait, <laughs> read the next part. Please read the next part. <laughs> so Brooke the Child. Yes. Yeah is the product of an affair correct that Brooke's yes. mother had with Brooke's father who was married with children in Canada yes, yes. and then he left his family correct and has never seen them since Brooke the child was born yep what there and about. got married to Jessica they got married they divorced and, Jack, and he remarried okay yeah. and then just to clarify now Jack the the sixteen year old cat in the basement. Do we know if he's sixteen? She just said older. I mean, um, oh, I thought yeah. I heard sixteen. Somewhat, I said other, sixteen because the ages were ten to sixteen. But the basement cat, we'll call him, said something untoward to Brooke. Har said something horrible. About basically Brooke's said parentage. to her the meanest thing he could say to her. And what? I, but I missed it. What did he Called say? Called her know for sure? his father's secret daughter. Secret daughter, right? Of course. Yeah. 
and she slapped him across the face. Sounds like he deserved it, I hate to say it. No, I don't advocate people touching people with their hands, but boy, he was asking for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's not a funny joke for TikTok. And I'll have to say that I don't I don't approve people striking each other, but there is something gloriously dramatic. Oh, in, a slap? In Absolutely. a in a young woman slapping a cat across the face. A, a mean teen. A I mean agree. Teen, a cat well, of any it's, age. It's always you know what there's two ways to look at it. There's something I agree, glorious, incredible, uh beautiful, righteous. When a younger child, a girl in particular, slaps an older boy who has aggressed them in some way, because you think, wow. Right. Look at the universe putting itself right in some way, meaning she has the confidence and she has the sort of truth on her side in that moment. If we were to see it on film, if we were to, you know, whatever that is, she's standing up for herself and she's not going to stand for it. And there's something pure and beautiful about that. However, first of all, there is the shame that she feels after the fact, which is a very real, it's sort of hard to think about putting yourself in this position. But at the end of the day, she is just a child. And an older child has said something unkind and mean to her. In front of another, in front of an entire group of kids. In front of a group, possibly on camera, pardon me, because they were doing TikToks. So maybe there's footage of this. And they have all made her feel that she has been unfeminine and inappropriate for her age in some way. And so there is some sort of fallout from this other than the beauty of the purity of the act, let's say. By the way, the boards are lighting up about how I'm running a cockfighting ring between children in my basement. <laughs> but, you you're, running a teen, you're running a, t- a teen fight club in pre-teen, your basement now. Pre-teen, yeah, pre-teen and we cut them club. off at, at 12. But... <clears throat> There is something about that, but the truth is that Brooke then has to carry the weight of the fallout from the event after all of this. I think also, I think Brooke probably watches Real Housewives with her mother. And it's because she does everything with her mother. That's why she thinks it's, oh, this is part of the problem of the precociousness and the closeness with the mother. She thinks the appropriate response to someone saying something like that to you is to slap them across the face because she's seen that on right. TV 400 times and her mother has laughed at it. And in some way has, in some tangential tacit way, has said this is funny or entertaining or okay and this is how people behave. Yeah, I She was, really I still is too young to like, pass that. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe she had been watching too many Turner Classic movies and had seen Betty Davis also slap possible. a cat across the face. But well, in the Real Housewives glove, context, yeah. I think it's also very... The point is... It could be both. As dramatic and down. as theatrical and as righteous in the, in the abstract as that seems, I yeah. agree with you, Rana. Striking someone only ever leaves you with a queasy feeling. Yeah. And... Not that not that the cad doesn't deserve it, because obviously he's the product of a monster as well. Because his dad was like, "We're going to press charges now." You know that whole family is full of monsters. Oh yeah, nothing's his fault. We're going to take this to the court. Not to. And right, by the exactly. way, this is how you know they're especially monsters. Is how did their son know to say "secret child"? Yes, because they've heard him talk about. Of it. Of course. Exactly. Yes. So they're shitheads anyway. He she said should have maybe the, the meanest. The, he said to her. 
the thing that she walks this earth in fear that someone is going to say to her. It's so mean. She didn't what, even want to be so in this cool. basement. And this is what's so horrible about every adult in this situation yeah. is really, at the end of the day, there shouldn't have been sides. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have hit him. Agree. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, it's just sort of like those, the, everyone acted badly here. You know, you both should right. be humiliated. There are no sides. You're you're in trouble and you're in trouble. You like, apologize, you apologize. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's so crazy. But this lawsuit thing, Jack's dad is a piece of shit. They probably do talk about Brooke or have talked about Brooke. They yeah. do. If not, listen, I know that sometimes kids pick things up when their parents don't even know that they're listening. I mean, they're just sponges. They hear everything. But also sometimes people say shitty things in front of their kids and they know their kids are listening. I don't know what kind of people and Brooke, these and are. And Brooke knew why she didn't want to go in that basement. She knew that those kids. that's another thing. There's probably a reason she's attached to her mother's hip in these situations. Yeah, she knew those kids were all monsters. She knew yeah. that she wasn't part of that friend group. She didn't want to be forced down there. Yeah. And I would say if, it, you know, Brooke should have thrown her cranberry juice in that jerk's face. To- that's a real housewife's move right yes, there. Yes. You agree. know, which, I mean, I don't think you can sue somebody for that, but- in any case, she should have never been down in that basement. To if, if the advice is to give to the, to the godmother, you did the wrong thing. You should have sided with your goddaughter. As a former precocious child, let the precocious child precoce. She did side with the goddaughter. <laughs> Let oh, I precoce. thought she said. Well, she, she sent it down. She said, "Well, first of she all, sent her he, down to the basement." The she sent her down to the basement, but then wrong. after all of this happened, she sided with. She her. never her, sent her down to the basement. Her she father, down the basement. her father, actually said, "Go down to the basement," and then she hey, ju- she you, jumped hey, in. This is some advice for the for the Canadian father. You can't just shove your family away. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. You got no. You, you can't mean, abandon all of your family members. Well, listen, you're absolutely right. You're There's absolutely right. There's a couple right. of things also Jeez, going that, on that's here. That's also so upsetting, but anyway. But the horse has also left the barn with Brooke. Well, can it's we all please, in the past now. Can we please just accept- Everyone did everything wrong. Can we accept Everyone. Brooke on her terms? The yes. sooner we accept Brooke for who she is and where she's at, the happier, and I agree with John, Brooke is the future. You're the past, dear. And and I'm you're not Brooke's mother, so you don't have to care about every inch of what happens in Brooke's life. But- it is the people in her life's job, adults, if they're doing it, her mother, her father, you to some extent when you're around, to make sure that Brooke is seen for who she is. Brooke has already declared who she is. She's a kid that doesn't mm-hmm. want to play with other kids. And she wants to be upstairs. Or she doesn't want to play with these kids. And by the way, she was right. She went down there and they were mean to her. And, and I know every- a lot of kids growing up who always sat at the adults' table, even when they were our age. Yes. You know, they're just those kids. Yeah. And what everyone else is trying to do to Brooke, and what her father was trying to do, was trying to say, Brooke, go downstairs and enjoy your childhood. Be a, be a kid. And the answer is, Brooke isn't that kind of kid. So stop telling her she's got to go down there with a couple of dodo birds I will and spend also say a kill this- an hour and a half. Yeah. I will also say this, Betty, a.k.a. Kid Hitter in Kansas. Brooke's mother will always have Brooke's side in whatever argument she has with you or any disagreement. Like, make that's, that, that just needs to be crystal clear for you. She will never not be on Brooke's side. That's just but, sort of how you have to proceed with this. But the simplest piece of advice here is, why did you say a thing? Right. Let her parents either send it downstairs or not. You, that's not your job. And you not saw this job. as a little opportunity to actually, you say to set boundaries, but what you were really doing was piling on. That's true. Although it might have been something as innocent as like, 
Yeah, Brooke, you might have fun down there. I mean, it just might have been like something like that. It wasn't innocent. And I don't even think it was like, you should go and have fun as a child. It was, get out of here because we don't like you. You freak right. us out. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a weird little kid who's, who's sipping cranberry juice like you're an adult. You're making us nervous. We can't talk about what we want to talk about. Or precocious I kids, because everyone else is talking about whatever they want in front well, of right. these kids. Well, right. Precocious yeah. kids, I get it. Precocious kids unnerve, unnerve adults sometimes, especially insecure ones. But their job, that's their job in life. They got precocious kids got to be precocious. It's just the way they are. They got to They don't want to go in the basement. Let them precoce. But more importantly, why are you trying to set this right with this friend group? It's not your daughter that this happened with. And And also your friends behaved horribly. Yes. And if you really want to stay friends with these people who seem terrible, you could just say, honestly, I don't think, I think there was fault on all sides. I wish we could all just move past it. Mm-hmm. But you really shouldn't be piping in about it at all. It's really between the parents. And you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to be continue to be friends with, with people that suggest uh, a lawsuit or, or calling Gross. the police. Yeah, Jack's dad wanted child. to press charges so at a friend event. He sounds very sexy. Yes, definitely. And very John, secure. we have a couple of other options here for you for our next questions. I'm going to give them to you because why not? Take them all. We'll take okay. everything. Brian, you know what it, they say in Massachusetts? What? what? Marblehead leads, Brookline follows. Wherever you go, I shall follow. <laughs> so, it's so, and Newton is just one inch behind Brookline. John, can I tell you something? Marblehead is so boring. I mean, it's pretty, but I got to say, no one Hello? cares. Hello? No one here cares. Rhonda, don't listen. Hello? No one here, no one Hello? here cares about me. <laughs> my no headphones, one- is my microphone working? Do they know I'm still here? Hello? No, I'm just saying. Rhonda, can Hello? you hear? Hello? Oh, oh sorry, I think Rhonda, you're on are you mute. back? Oh, oh, my, oh there sorry, we are. My, okay. oh, my- <laughs> anyway, John, Watch it, Brian. Watch it. Watch it, Brooke. Brian, why don't you go down the basement and do a TikTok challenge? Well, That's who right. can I clock when I'm down there? That's what I want to know. <laughs> So now I haven't even read this letter, but I know it's going to be good. Hello, Rana and Bestie Brian. Excuse, Excuse me. Excuse me. And no I'm mention. Also here. Of, no mention of Judge John Hodgman. No mention How whatsoever. Rude. So now I just want you to remember that when we're talking about manners, because this is you know Melinda Press, it's an etiquette is the question. writer of this mm-hmm. letter. She has yeah. etiquette questions, yet she did not extend this letter to our guests. It's okay. I forgive. I forgive you. What's your name? Melinda. Melinda, I forgive you. There was no way you could have known. I will try to keep this succinct. I want to hear what you two think. You three, pardon me. Thank you, Rana. People now must- Now I'm getting annoyed. I forgave <laughs> you, but now I'm getting annoyed. People must stop imposing uninvited guests on their hosts. Mm. That's just a thesis statement, okay? Okay. Our daughter, Jordan's wedding, was held at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Excuse oh. me. That's oh. her excuse me, not mine, but I'll add my own. This joyous occasion was slightly mad by my friend Francine. Tragically, <laughs> my friend Francine's beloved husband died four years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. Four years. For the past two years, she's been in a relationship. I wanted Francine to be part of our celebration. I wanted to include Francine with her boyfriend, despite not having met him. Steve's name was on the invitation along with Francine's. After receiving the invitation, Francine informed me that Steve was battling cancer and he may not be able to attend. Wait. Oh, no. I told her I wished Steve the best and understood. I hoped she would be attending. I told her the ceremony was outdoors and the formal dinner and dancing would follow indoors. I asked her to please send in her RSVP. 
Francine then asked if she could bring her son instead of Steve, to which I replied, no. Jordan called a few days later to inform me of Francine's RSVP, which had a note asking to bring her son in place of Steve, since the invitation was intended for two. I called and left a message for Francine saying I had told her no to her request and asking the bride after we spoke was not appreciated. I said I hope she planned on attending and to please let me know. She sent me an email saying she's not coming since I put on too many restrictions. Quite right. I said what she received was a lovely wedding invitation. Jordan and Alex's wedding was five stars. I have not heard from Francine. I was hoping she'd call, ask about the wedding, and we'd reconnect. My question is, should I reach out to Francine first? Proud mother of the bride, Melinda Presla. Photo of daughter Jordan on Alex and Jordan's wedding. Dress by Oscar de la Renta. Excuse me. Excuse me. She does look absolutely stunning. I have. It's a beautiful picture. I have not seen a photo, but a happy couple and quite, quite. I mean, quite a dress and a very tasteful bouquet, Brian. It is. It looks like sort of like a take on weeds. She did a good. She did a gorgeous dress and an understated. I'm kidding. It's beautiful. I love everything about it. Okay. I wish them many congratulations on the happy event of their of their nuptials. However, go ahead, Judge John. There was a lot of wrong done. I don't think that it was inappropriate for Francine to ask, can her son attend with her mm-hmm. as her partner is very ill? Yeah. I think that it was inappropriate for Jordan's mother to say no. Mm-hmm. I think that it was inappropriate for Francine to try to end run Jordan's mother and go to Jordan with it. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I think that it was inappropriate for for Jordan's mother to then email saying, I said no and I meant it. And I think it was entirely appropriate at that point for Francine to say, this doesn't seem fun to me anymore. Sorry. You know what? That's a really good point because everyone did sort of the wrong thing, but then did the right thing from the wrong thing. Yes, but I think that Jordan's mother owes Francine an apology. I do have to say, to, to uh, for me, it is... Why couldn't she bring her son? I mean, what really, yeah. what, because this woman is, her husband is going, is battling cancer and you want her to come to a wedding by herself. Or it's not even her, herself. it's not even her husband. Her husband died four years ago. Right. This is her right. new, her new boyfriend. Yeah. Who she now has to take care of. This is what you never to, get. Uh, Don't get a new boyfriend when you're old. I'm just, she, Francine's been through issue. something, is what I'm saying. Francine's been Francine. going through some stuff and I yeah. think- deserves a little bit of leeway, unless they're extenuating circumstances with this son, unless he's a first-class creep or something. But I agree that then Francine, you're right, John, should not have gone and and written to the the bride. Also, think about for Francine. So here you are, okay, Melinda? You've got your gorgeous daughter. She's in her Oscar de la Renta. She's got a beautiful loose beach wave that she's doing in a discreet bouquet. She's getting married at the Beverly Hills Hotel. You- Yeah, this is a nice event. Look, life- is very hard. And we must enjoy the victories and the beautiful moments and the milestones when they happen. She does look and, stunning. I'm looking again. Sorry, and go ahead. We don't get to choose when the shit hits the proverbial fan. It could be on the morning of the wedding, it could be six years from now, it could be anything. This is what life is. This is why it matters who you surround yourself with, who your family is, how you celebrate milestones, how you love people, how you support people. All of these things matter because it's all coming for us at some point. And this woman, Francine, 
who you count as a friend enough to invite to this wedding that you told us in three other letters, you were being very particular about the guest list and who you were having and who you wanted at the event and who your daughter wanted and how many people. You had an opinion about every name on that list. Unless there is something that we don't know about the son, and I'm putting that out there as a very big maybe. Maybe he grew up with Jordan. Maybe he's troubled. Maybe he's maybe she dated him. I don't know anything. What if he's a murderer? Could be. Could be. The only thing we know about him is he's nice enough and loves his mother enough to take her to be oh. her date to a yeah. wedding. Because, because why sad. on earth should this poor woman think of really think about this, Belinda? At this point in your life, imagine God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. But imagine Jordan's father had dropped dead two months before the wedding and you went on with the wedding. You would be standing there by yourself on that day. How it feels to have to show up to something. You were nice enough to invite her a boyfriend whom you'd never met because you knew, A, she was enjoying this relationship and B, that a woman that age shouldn't have to come somewhere by herself if she doesn't want to and if she doesn't feel comfortable. And if she had felt comfortable and she was that kind of a ballsy gal, she would have said, great, I'll be there myself. I'll be there with dancing shoes on the 18th. And instead she said, can I bring my son so that I know I have someone to talk to? So I know that I have someone that can drive me there and pick me up and drop me off. And so that I just have someone to lean on if yeah, I need help support. getting up the stairs or if I want someone to chat with because I don't feel like having a conversation with everybody at your event that I haven't seen in five years about how my husband passed away and now my boyfriend's dying. And I think you could have shown her a little bit of grace and allowed her to bring her son. You had already counted that head anyway. And it was I paid know, for. But in the fog of war, you know Melinda is thinking, why would I have her son when I didn't invite my hairdresser? Or whoever right. the that person was that was the things. list. Who's right. on the alternate list? Da, da, da. And then every all of the friends find out. Right, oh, but well, do you think her son- She got like, to bring her son. Da, 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 da. How nice, because oh, you're right. I didn't think about that, Rana. But like, why would the son want to go to a wedding? Like, he doesn't. He wants to be there with his mother to help her. That's what yeah, he wanted to do. Unless he's a big schnorr, a big deal. He wants to come eat everything they've got in the place. Well, you know what? Congratulations. You already paid for all the food, and most people push it around their plate. And I'd love to have an Ida at anything I throw. Because let it get eaten if I'm right. going to pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, there are two. There are two things that etiquette. There are two different purposes that etiquette serves, depending on people who believe in etiquette. You can either look at etiquette as a way to make everyone comfortable by laying down some ground rules about how yeah. you interact, so that everyone feels okay. Or there are there's another school of thought where people use etiquette to control and wield power over other it's people. It's them they're doing yeah. it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I don't think I think in this case, you know, if you if you consider yourself the hostess, which would be very traditional for the mother of the bride, you know, in an etiquette sense, you are the hostess. This is a t- the very happy time of life that you should lean into with a spirit of generosity, mm-hmm. not stinginess, not emotional stinginess. And I feel like if yeah, uninvited guests are no fun. If she had showed up with her son on the day without saying anything, that would be a little bit rude. Not a big deal. More than a little, but you would have had to figure it out. I mean, that would have been a big deal. Where do they sit? And and we're talking about a seated. Yeah. But if she had RSVP'd for two, 
Yes. And right. then on she, the day she said, the she just showed up seat. with her son and say, turns out my, my True. partner is sick in yes. the hospital. So I brought my son. Probably what Maybe she a little awkward, done. maybe a little yeah. rude. Maybe you should, but you know, in this case, we now know that with Melinda, it's better to beg forgiveness than ask permission because Melinda's going to like, no, I don't want your son there. You very and to me, so and I will true. say this. They would have given Melinda the opportunity to be generous and gracious, and she would have enjoyed that instead of being put on the spot, which is yeah, what Melinda. This I think Melinda enjoyed the opportunity to be stingy rather than taking the opportunity to be generous and say, Of I course, you also, bring your son. I will also say this I do think, Melinda, that you've already you said you mean emotionally your, stingy, though, not emotionally stingy, yeah. yeah no, but financially, Sorry, I'm sure yeah. it was very, on, I mean, obviously, Brian. it's a no, beautiful she splurged way. on this thing, yeah. Um, yeah. I will also say, Melinda, you've already said your piece about the fact that you didn't like her going behind your back and talking to yes. your daughter. Yeah, she already, have. that has been said, and she yes. shouldn't have. So, yes. at this point, what you need to do, if you want, if you want this friendship is to really just eat a lot of humble pie and just yes. say I'm sorry I acted so badly. Weddings are very stressful. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have said that. He should have been welcome and I am so sorry. And nothing like but you know you really shouldn't have gone to my daughter. You already did that. You already did that. Already yeah, believe me. Your yeah. position is known. Francine yeah. knows where you how you feel about what she did, and now so, it's time to make up. And I think just Francine, give an apology without expecting one back. And if you love Francine, Francine is a person dealing with a lot of loss on the heels of a lot of other loss. Yeah. So you could say to Francine, you could just say exactly as Brian said. Look, I'm sorry for the way that this went down. I can see now, you know, after it's all over with, it would have been fine. And I apologize if we, you know, everybody had their say. But we we missed you on the day, and you know how are you, and is there anything I can do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I agree completely. Look, I'm sure there's a lot. Advice. I'm sure there's a lot of maybe history and context. There might be some history of button pushing or envelope pushing, or maybe there's something with the sun. There's stuff that we don't know. Some yes, yes buts, yes buts, could yes be something buts. With the sun, but. but I think a lot of times with these events where you get so wrapped up and like the guest list and who's sitting where and whether it's fair to everybody and whatever. I want, you know, Melinda, think back on the day. Think back on all of your experiences on the day of Jordan's wonderful wedding. I hope you had a great day. How much time and energy were you spending thinking about how glad you were that Francine's stupid son wasn't there? You probably never gave it any thought whatsoever. No, but you noticed Francine's absence. Well, of course. Yeah. But if he had been there, you wouldn't have cared. You wouldn't have yeah. cared. Everything. No, unless he was, you know, shuffling all the shrimp. Well, unless the, he was the, the monster that we don't, the, that yeah, we don't realize yeah. he actually I mean, maybe he's as little, bad as. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it may be that they've maybe seen her son him, is that awful. They've seen him cat. over a di- yeah. They've seen Could him be. over a dish of cocktail sauce before. Right. You know, yeah, they exactly. knew what they didn't want him there. <laughs> Just shoveling it in with his hand. She should have said, "Could you get a task? Get a task rabbit to bring you instead of something like that." I think we only have time for these two today, Brian. I think that's right. Tell Judge John how this. it works. Judge John, here's how it works. Okay. But this was a thorough this is affair. very tough, this by the way, for, what's, for what we're about to do, Rana. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I do think it's fun that this was a follow-up plus one No, episode. I agree. But what I'm saying right. is like, okay. Oh, I know. You'll, yeah. you'll know what I mean in a second. Yeah. What we do on this show is we send one of the letter writers a little special something if we have a feeling for them. Is there one person you're drawn to who thinks deserves a little something like a candle, like a bath gel, like a whatever? I don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. I want to send something to who? 
Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is Brian a, this doesn't is want to say something to anybody. I don't. I don't. Well, you know, like because it's just the letter writer. I want to send something. I want to break my rule. It's just the letter writer. I want to send something to Brooke. I want to break. Yeah, I mean, send something. Okay, that's my that's my that was my instinct as well. Like from one precocious kid to another, but then I realized it's also a fifty-one-year-old man to an eleven-year-old child. That's inappropriate. So (laughs) let me just say that I, since it's to the letter writer, I'm inoculated. But I will say, from a former precocious child to all the precocious children out there. I feel you. I understand the desire to hang out with the adults. Hang in there. Don't for, look, don't let them force you down into the basement and no. do what I did. So to keep your yeah. seat at the table, Brock. Keep your seat at the table. Yeah, it's hard to get it back. So in that sense, I send good good vibes. But in terms of a gift to send. Get her one of those things um, that they have at the boxing rings where it's the man's face and you just punch it constantly. <laughs> you get her that. You get her a Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> that's that goes. That's I don't that's even know a what way that back. Is, Bailey. They still make them. I know the He's, name, but I don't know what it does. It, you stretch out his arms. It's like a oh. doll that you can like. It's like a stress ball in the form yes. of, a, gotcha. of a of a of a wrestler. Exactly. John, do you have a feeling for either of these people? <laughs> the letter writers. I don't. To be honest with you, I love them both but I don't. Well, the other thing we could do is we could send, it's very hard because we're feeling for Brooke, but we could send Melinda Presla. Here's what we could send Melinda Presla. If we want to send something to Melinda Presla. Mm-hmm. I always say these gifts aren't transferable. So this is sort of, it would have to agree to take place in the home of Melinda Presla. She gives something to Francine. Ina Gotten. Mm-hmm. In fact, Look, I was trying to think, would we care if either of the other injured parties heard our response on this podcast? Ina Gotten is now through Gold Belly selling her coconut cake. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think we should send Melinda Pressler the coconut cake and she yes. should invite Francine over for a slice of cake. That's okay. what I was going to say, that. like a gift certificate to a lunch or something, but that's perfect. That come on over come for some She should come over cake. and sit at her kitchen table, and they can look at the pictures from the wedding together or not. You don't have to gloat over Francine. Everyone's too. dropping dead into life, and a son can't control himself at a raw bar. But <laughs> I think that you can decide whether or not Francine should hear the podcast. But you could say, I wrote in somewhere for some advice, and they helped me. If, by the way, Melinda Pressel may have already burnt the cassette that she's listening to this podcast on because mm-hmm. she doesn't agree with our advice. Right. But I think we should send her the coconut cake and she should invite Francine over first slice and they should find a way forward because before you know it, everyone's going to be dropping like flies and you'll be looking for a friend like Francine. Worst case scenario, Melinda digs her heels in and says, I'm Eats not going to apologize to Francine. I'm going to, I'm going to eat this cake by myself. And then then you're going to feel what it's like to be all alone eating a cake by yourself. Well, no, her husband there, who ha- her husband will have a slice. He has to agree with her about everything. That was what the first letter was about. But then she could also invite Jordan over for a slice because Jordan is so skinny and gorgeous in this dress. She's probably allowed to eat cake now. Yes. So she could come over and have a slice of the cake too. I'd, I'd like to send uh, Brooke's godmother a, a, a train ticket out of town. Me too. God, get out of that situation. You're not kidding. She got to get out Those of that. She got to move. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we didn't send anything to Brooke's godmother to Brooke the first. But the problem with that is that I mean we sort of should because she had a she had a real reaction to our advice the first time around. I know. Is there anything we want to give her? I Brian? think the gift. Not of, really. I mean, yeah. Just we be could. careful. 
whatever. Oh, the gift I'm was serious. we answered her question again. That was the gift. That's true. Yeah. Also, All here's right. a Greyhound ticket to Chicago to get a weekend away and reflect <laughs> and here's on your a wig. friend group. Yeah, exactly. A great, and here's some sunglasses. A great. Go undercover. Fly. Go ahead. You know what? I'll buy a ticket with miles for you. There it is. There you go. That's what they call a callback, Judge Judge John, Chef John. Please go see when Judge John. When are you going to become Hodgman a chef? I want him to West, be a chef now. On his I'm West not a, Coast I'm not, tour, I'm, I make I'm I'm I make good scrambled eggs, but mostly I judge. I judge that who's right and who's wrong. That takes great patience. Yeah. There What's are, the secret? Do you add a little milk or a little cream? Low and slow. Low and slow. I don't do it low and slow. I, I do it the uh, the Asian way. Hot hot pan, high heat, a little bit of vegetable oil. I salt the eggs ahead of time. Get them in there. Get them out. It's like a, the kind of fried egg you would have in a in a in a fried rice situation. Oh, so it's more comes up more. So not, um, it's more omelet. More omelet. It's not yeah. cur. It's not, not curdled. Yeah. yeah. But if you salt yeah. the eggs before, doesn't it just fall off the shell? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that was very Judge funny. John Hodgman live appearing in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Portland, Denver, really San Francisco at the funny, San Francisco Sketch say. Fest. Very quick, quick math. And then finally in Los Angeles, <laughs> it's all coming to you starting January 28th <laughs> through February 7th. You can get tickets right now by going to bit.ly slash West. That's J-J-H-O-W-E-S-T, uh, you know, right all capital letters. Yes. Rolls right off the tongue. It does. And by the way, if you're in LA, that Masonic Lodge is such a fun venue. You should absolutely go. Also, plenty of free parking at the Masonic Lodge. Oh, now, are in fruits Los allowed in the venues? Whole oh, families of fruits. Forever? They're running Whole the family, place. Yeah. They are. It's going to be like the fruits. Practically like an orchard. All the Fruit of the Loom guys there yeah. and their They're fruit costumes be are all going to be practically there. an orchard. Did you know F. Mary Abraham was one of the Fruit I was of the just guys. about to say it, yeah, Barbara. He's Brian's cousin. He F. Mary Abraham is your cousin? Yes. Have you talked to him about White Lotus since... Since I haven't. No, you know, I haven't talked to him in like ten years. Oh, um, you should get back in touch and see if he needs a stand. I worked with him on a day for a day on Bored to Death on HBO a decade ago. Ah, and how and was, was it? It was. He's incredible. He's an he's incredible a monster. actor. A monster. Yeah, he was great scary. in the White Lotus Part Two. <laughs> he was so good at that. Uh, all right, Diaz, we have to wrap it up. Judge, wrap John, it up, baby. We adore you. Listen to his podcast. Attend his show. Five stars, five stars only. Please five rate stars. this goddamn podcast. I'm so tired of asking, but I mean five stars it like every Jordan's time. wedding. Like Jordan's wedding, a five star wedding. That's correct. Uh, and please come back and visit us again sometime. This was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to see both of you. you kiss, too. kiss. Bye. He was fabulous, Rana. He's just our kind of guy. He's just our kind of guy. He really is a Rana. He really is. Hmm. Oh, no? Well, he is and he isn't, because I have to say, and it's probably Uh-oh. not a problem. I'll just say this to you. Oh, yeah. Okay? No, we'll hope yeah, that yeah. he doesn't, you know, I'm sure he's not listening, very busy, recording his own podcast, doing his tour, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he's busy, busy, Making busy. his famous fried eggs. He called them scrambled, but they were fried. Yeah, because he doesn't like straight. a fried rice style. An like. omelet style. Scrambled egg, which it's is an omelet. Pretty high heat, high heat. It's not a scrambled egg. It's just no. an egg that you scrambled That's a before. Fried egg. If you just because you whisk an egg doesn't I make understand. it scrambled when it goes yeah. into the pan. Honestly, Rana, you know how I know you're a class act because you didn't say it to his face. Well, I didn't say this either. 
which is that some of his luxury travel experiences, in my experience, were not quite as luxurious as as I aspire to. Waiting for that comment. So you thought I was going to give it off here, but I sort of, oh, oh, are they recording this? No, I don't think they recorded that part. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get to the cliffhanger. No, we're good. We're square. Let's get to the cliffhanger. Let's do it. Hello, gorgeous Brian. Absolutely not. In fact, I don't know if I can read any further. Oh, Ronna, you, but you must. Huh. I'm Do gonna, it. I'm going to just really hope that was either a typo or I thought they were saying bourgeois, Brian, which I would have accepted, but they didn't. I would not have accepted that. Assumed New Year, not ready to go full capital Y quite yet. And yeah, radiant Rana. So it was intentional. These are people that like alliteration. They like alliteration. As well as a top tier guest, and of course, Mimi and Dante. Please don't include this. Mimi and Dante in this. Hi. Rana, you got to lay off. Hi, Dante. Dante. It's January. <laughs> don't get on my last nerve now. Do you understand? Wait till March to try this tomfoolery with me. Rana's on a, not a dry January, but a Dante free January. I've got my momager glasses on and I'm not. Oh I'm, yeah, today's I'm, not the day, And I'm Dante. hiring and firing today is what I'm doing. Today is not the day. I am writing with a parenting question, but the kind where you have to parent your own parents. Hmm. To be style guide friendly, we'll see. I think I can sum up parents parents as very, very nice boomers. Yay for them being bleeding hot liberals. Somebody wrote, they wrote bleeding hot liberals. It's bleeding hot. Bleeding hot. Yeah. 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 Who don't really care about parenting anymore. Well, sounds like you're grown up. Yeah. If you if they if you're calling them grandparents, sounds to me like you might be a grown up. This goes for parenting of their own adult children. Oh, as well as their six beautiful grandchildren. It's kind of shocking to be honest, and it's been like this for years. So it's not a phase of or chapter of life. It is what it is. They are very nice to everyone, but they are not, in all caps, interested in anything other than surface level conversations with the grown ups and barely interacting with the kids. Part of this could be that they don't take care of themselves and are therefore pretty frail and the kids are wild and loud and annoying, God love them. And they get really overwhelmed. You can see it on their faces anytime they are with any of the kids. They moved away about five years ago to Florida, whereas my siblings and I all live in one single area on the East Coast. We do family get-togethers a lot, just without the parents. It's strange, but our parents have made very, very clear they are very, very happy in Florida. They routinely send us sunny sky pictures during snowstorms or temperature checks when we have a cold snap. It's annoying. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know either, actually. What do you care? Isn't that better than them calling you all the time? I love people that are mad if someone's in Hawaii and they're not. Get over it. It's annoying. But I try to remember they aren't doing it to be malicious. No, they're not. They're just sending you a picture of where they are. Is that okay with you? I think they have zero empathy and understanding of how their actions affect other people. Could be true. Mm -hmm. Luckily, because they are generally kind people, this doesn't bubble up beyond being really annoying usually. My old siblings have gone blue in the face trying to get me to stop fighting against the tsunami of uninterested grandparents. I spent a lot of time being really mad about how my kids are being cheated out of meaningful grandparent interaction on this side of the family, parentheses, the grandparents on the other side, and other people of that age who know the situation cannot believe my parents would be so dismissive of their grandchildren. I eventually got to an okay place after a lot of heartache and unproductive conversations with them. 
lot of information. Mm. Where's the question? Here is my issue. Oh, caps. They are moving back. They are planning for the eventual need for family support when they are too old, quote, too, quote, old and sick and tired to function, or when dad is dead. That's a quote. Their words. Wow. And they want to be in a retirement home near us so we don't have They're to fly fun. to Florida to visit and help. I know it could be worse. Thank God they have the money and planning ability to prepare for this eventuality. And they are right. It is going to be easier on us. But they are making it clear they are bummed out about leaving their fun, sunny life in Florida. And I can't help but feel that like they are dastardly geniuses who left town when their six grandkids were young enough that help would have been helpful. And now the kids are older and the parents need less. They are breezing back into town so we can... Help them, question mark. I'm mad even writing this down. Therapy is a yes, I swear, for 2023, but for, tw- oh, for 2023, but I haven't quite gotten there yet. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Maybe if I had some help with childcare, it would be easier. Sounds like your kids are in school, dear. Okay, find an hour. How can I put on my, quote, nice face for these conversations with my parents? How do I rise above? How do I fake being okay with all of the way all of this went down? Thank you in advance for your thoughts on this tricky subject. Happy New Year, uh, families, dot, 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 oi. P.S. It's me, Pam, from episode 18 with Casey Wilson. And then there's a follow-up, follow-up email. Oh, she meant to write gorgeous, not gorgeous. I okay. was choosing, I was choosing between board. gorgeous and beautiful. Back oh, the shame. Board. Well, now I don't mind gorgeous. Uh, and note from Mimi, Pam was contemplating a career overhaul after two kids on Free Feed 18. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember that. Oh, she's wonderful. I do remember Pam actually very well. So Hi, Pam. Hi, Pam. Well, don't forget we'll answer that on pa- don't forget we'll answer that on patreon.com slash askrana. Yeah, what's that lip balm that you're obsessed with at the moment? I can't. My lips Bonnie are so Bell. chapped right now. <laughs> it's Dr. Pepper Bonnie Bell. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. I don't uh, know. I got it for free at a hotel. Okay, well, I hope you're enjoying it. It's uh, fine. All right, dear. Join us on Patreon. If yeah. we're seeing you at the Kiki, we'll see you at the Kiki this weekend. We can't Stephanie's wait. going to be there. For whatever. For people that would <laughs> be, I'm delighted. For people that missed out. They can join, they can still join for February and then we'll see them at the February Kiki. But we also have our February Valentine's event, askronalive.com. Don't forget to get your tickets. We're going to have a real Lonely Hearts bond burner. And then I'm off to Prague after that because I've got to get- That's right. Because it hasn't even been cold enough in Europe almost for me to wear my fur, but I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. Okay, good. Good. And if I have to wear a puff for for a couple of days, I'll do it. But- I'm bringing all of my furs. Okay. And I can't wait to take a picture of me Loud in my in my Raiza Gorbachev uh, mink coat for everyone in Prague. I look forward sure. to seeing I you. can't wait either, Ron. In I really these, can't. In these glasses, you can look forward to seeing me in my fur coat with no apologies and my mama's glasses. That's wonderful. Uh, we love everyone. AskRonAlive.com, AISocial.club, Patreon.com slash AskRonna. The changes are coming on Patreon, by the way, and I have to tell you- Oh, yes. I, I'm excited about them because Quite we're starting enough. to- in, We're including a couple of things that's going to be a little bit different, but don't worry, everybody. Who's ever's in there, well, whatever. We'll explain to them when the time comes, but it's going to be great. 
Uh, All right, dear. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, Rana. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.